Community Focus is a look at events, issues, and initiatives happening in and around the Brainerd Lakes area. Community Focus is produced by Hubbard Radio Brainerd and broadcast locally on 106.7 WJJY. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Today we're going to talk a little bit about transportation and our guests today are from the Region 5 Development Commission. Our guests today include Tad Erickson, a regional development planner, and Matt Calrus, who is a regional planner also with the Region 5 Development Commission. Gentlemen, welcome to Community Focus. Thank you very much. So, uh, yeah, Ted, maybe you can uh, start. Uh, set the table for us on on the genesis of this whole project that you're working on. Yeah, you bet, Ken. So, uh, Region Five received a planning grant uh, from MnDOT. It's a regional transportation coordinating council, and it's a one year planning grant. And the purpose is to establish regional transportation coordinating councils, or RTCCs. Um, and really, what we're wanting to do is assess the current capabilities or current um, assessments of transit throughout the region, and then um, you know find out what's really going on with with transit, um, what's available for people, and then to kind of look at the gaps if there are any, and then um, from there to kind of coordinate um, and work with. Because what we're finding is that there's really a lot of really good things going on. There's things for seniors, there's programs for veterans, there's dial-a-ride programs, but a lot of them aren't working together, and so it's uh, an opportunity to kind of coordinate between the the programs. Okay. So what was phase one, if you will? Uh, so phase one, the first year, is it's pure planning. And we've uh, in this first year, we have stakeholder meetings bi-monthly, and we also have public meetings that started about halfway through the first year. And those go bi-monthly as well, with the first one being in Tottawadina County, and then uh, uh, Cass County, Crow Wing County, and then Morrison County. We actually have the Crow Wing County coming up on April 2nd, and that's at the uh, Brainerd Arboretum, and that's from 11.30 to 1. And uh, we'll also have a, a catered lunch also. So it's it's a free meal, everything's free, and we're just trying to get uh, public, uh, it's, it's a step of public engagement for the public to give feedback on what the stakeholders have come up with for goals. Um, so it's, it's nice to uh, see what the public has to say and get their input. And in that first year, we're also just doing pretty much drafting everything for what the group is going to take into that second year. So we're facilitating all these meetings, and then once this first year's over, the group is autonomous. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's back up a couple of things there. Mm-hmm. Who, who have you identified as stakeholders so far in this thing? So those range from – let me get this list up quick. <laughs> uh, they range from uh, social County Department of Social Services, Minnesota Area Agencies on, agencies on Aging, Workforce Development, Transportation Providers, Human Services Agencies, Transportation and Human Services Advocates, Veteran Service Organizations, Minnesota Continuum of Care Coordinators, Centers for Independent Living, as well as Public and Private Funders of Transportation Services. So it's a, wow, it's a long that's list. It's a long list, yeah. yeah. It so, mm-hmm. But it's nice to get all that insight because they all have different ideas. I was so. going to say, they probably each have their own angle on it, huh? For sure, yep, yeah. Yeah, yeah Cass is so uh, desolate and rural, and then you got crowing with Brainerd, so it's it's a lot of contrast there. Mm. I'll bet, yeah. And this, uh, when we talk Region 5, you already mentioned uh, the counties. Is that, uh, the counties that you mentioned, is that the what we're talking about? Yep, they align perfectly with Region 5, which was nice when we defined our region, one of the first first or second meetings. So we're very familiar. We have contacts in all the, all the counties, so it's been uh, 
it's, it's erased some stress from the process. So I would think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also must bring some challenges because, as you've already said, some of these counties are so different from others. Yeah, I think one of the challenges, well, I guess uh, one of the first challenges is just learning what's out there. Um, again, we're finding that, you know, there's dial-a-ride programs in some communities. Um, there's uh, fixed route services. There's volunteer programs. Um, as I mentioned, there's services for veterans. Then there's the whole private sector side. Um, and that's kind of, I don't want to say it's been a challenge, but um, it's just been interesting learning what's really out there and kind of mapping that all out. Mm-hmm. And, again, there's so much good things that's going on with transit out there, but a lot of them don't coordinate together. Yeah. And so there are certain there's people who qualify for the, the veterans programs, but then don't qualify for the, the medical ones. And then, so there's a few gaps out there. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and each program has their own constraints from their own funding sources, or what it may even be constraints of you know geography or, right. or times as yeah. well. So uh, it almost tells me that there's maybe some opportunities there as well as you look at these things. Yeah, absolutely. And again, this was a grant funded through MnDOT. And so it's been a a conversation that MnDOT that's been going on for quite a while. And so I think with this funding opportunity, it's an opportunity to really kind of assess the transit situation and then hopefully coordinate, as the name suggests, across county. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, as we know, our our lives don't stop at the the county county line. line, So uh, (laughs) coordinating transit for for people's uh, needs you know, we've heard people say, you know, whether you're going to Mayo or Menards, you know, we want to have that seamless transportation coordinating, you know, mm-hmm. uh, system coordinated. Hmm. All right. Um, remind us again this uh, meeting that's open to the public at the Arboretum. What were the date and time on that again? Yep. So that'll be April 2nd from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. And we'll have a catered lunch, I believe, from Mickey's. So we'll have some subs there, okay. all free. And then we'll have, it's kind of split into two parts where, first part of the meeting, Tad and I will have some speakers as well as we'll be speaking ourselves about the background of the RTCC. We'll have some transportation providers uh, speak about what, they, uh, what they've what uh, they encountered in the transportation world as well as riders and drivers for transit. And uh, then the second half we'll have boards and it'll be a public engagement where they write down their ideas on what goals we've presented, if they have anything that we're not, uh, we haven't uh, touched yet. So it, it's a big help. The more people, the better. So. And is that one, did you say, specifically more focused on Crow Wing County residents? Crow Wing County. But, okay. I mean, if you can't make it to any other meetings, you're welcome to come to this. We're, okay. We don't card you at the door. If you don't <laughs> live in Crow Wing, you're not welcome. So. <laughs> Show your county ID. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you've held a couple of these already? Yep. We, the, the first one was for Todd and Wadena County, and the second was for Cass County. And those were, obviously, they don't have the cities like Brainerd and Baxter. So we're kind of expecting the Crow Wing one to be the 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 best well attended mm-hmm. so um yeah we're excited do you have dates for the other counties as well yeah so the the first the first two actually already happened the first mm-hmm. one was in december and february okay and then our last one will be for morrison county and that will be from six to eight in little falls and it's at sprout oh yeah oh, sure so yep. and that's on june 4th june 4th, june 4th. okay june 4th. Okay. All right. So I have to ask, uh, oftentimes when you get the members of the public in to some of these, you really get some interesting ideas because they kind of are in the trenches when it comes to getting around. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, I know the first couple, well, kind of the nice benefit is we've had these speakers and they kind of give a new aspect of what transit is really like. We've heard horror stories from people being stuck at hospitals or clinics for mm-hmm. hours after they close and they're sitting outside and it's not summer, maybe fall or the beginning oh. of winter. So 
Yeah. Um, we've heard stuff like that. And it's it's kind of opening people's eyes. I know it's opened Tad and I's eyes because we're not transportation experts by any means. Right. But uh, so it's been a learning pro- process for us too. But the public doesn't hold back, and that's that's what we want. We don't want them to just like say what we think they want to hear. We we need to know what they want, or else this is it right. won't get resolved. Well, you so. need to know those kind of stories to go. Oh, that's that's mm-hmm. a problem. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, yeah. and how to remedy it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And I would think, too, uh, there are so many factors for uh, one's individual perspective on transportation. And uh, it it starts with just, you know, uh, poverty and these types of things affect whether people have their own transportation and whether there's access to um, publicly provided uh, uh, transportation or even if it's private, affordable transportation. Are you finding some of those factors start to for sure, especially in, in Cass County was probably the biggest eye-opening because they don't necessarily have a public transportation. So we've heard, um, we met with Teresa Eklov from Faith in Action, and she uh, most of her drivers are actually around 70 years old, which was surprising. Oh, wow. And the the rides that they provide, they, they drive, they have one driver that's put on over 500,000 miles on his car. Dang. And that was a very interesting story. But wow. and, and this is all volunteer basis. This yeah. is the volunteer wow. program. So, yeah. you know, putting on that kind of miles at a volunteer, mm-hmm. getting reimbursed at really minimal rate is is quite impressive. So. Do you guys discuss, like, Lyft and Uber <laughs> in this area, too, those kind of services? Yeah, those have been put on every board for every county meeting we've been to. I bet. So, <laughs> yeah, not uh, – yeah, I know I'm from the cities, and I've, I'm very used to seeing that coming up here. It was definitely a shock. So Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think it's a timely topic because, again, what we're hearing from the boards and the feedback from the public is there's an increased demand for, for public transit yeah. uh, or, or private transit uh, right. for yeah. that matter. And especially a little bit farther out, too, in the rural areas, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. That's what I said, really, uh, for even the uh, private sector, there are some opportunities here. Absolutely. Quite possibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know in the Brainerd area, I think we've got one lift car. Um, I've seen that driving around. But other than that, um, I think maybe in Crosby, there's um, a Lyft or Uber I've heard about. But other than that, it's it's kind of limited. Pretty so. sparse, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as far as I should say. Yeah. 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 All right. But. So um, take us forward in this process. Meetings are done this year. What's next? And, and, and what is, uh, what's the end goal, if you will? So you mentioned challenges, too, and that's kind of been a little bit of a challenge is just telling ourselves to be comfortable with not knowing what that end game is. Ah. Mm. Because, again, that's part of this public engagement process is we sure, want to, we're sure. coming into this asking the questions. Yeah. Cool. You know, again, as Matt said, we don't want to come in prescribing the answer. So we're getting this public feedback. As you mentioned, that we're going to have these two more public meetings. Um, and then once the process is done, the RTCC, as Matt mentioned, will be an autonomous board. Um, making, you know, whether it's funding decisions or coordinating decisions, working with the transit providers, the public sector. Um, and so that board will be autonomous, and then the decisions going forward will be up to that board. And so what challenges they see, what gaps they want to go mm-hmm. after, what, what opportunities they want to go after will be up to that board. Hmm. Um, and so we really don't know it, and it's going to be largely dependent on uh, the feedback that we get at these public meetings. So yeah. that's why we're kind of promoting them. Yeah. <laughs> very, very interesting. So. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, the, the at the end, the board can make recommendations, can they? Right. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, there, there may be grant opportunities that the board goes after, and then they can make those funding decisions with the grant monies that they receive. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the transit or the uh, transit agencies from the counties, they're going to be fully autonomous, you know, and it's going to be a recommending 
uh, board. Yeah. Um, but the the cool thing is through this process, as you notice, we have that really wide net of stakeholders. Yeah. The group's been very uh, well attended mm-hmm. and very supportive. Um, you know, we've had a buy-in from each of the counties on this as well. So a cohesive group. Um, <laughs> yeah, counties, social services, as well as the transit programs themselves. That's so. great. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Now, uh, you mentioned this is Region 5. Is this also going on in other rural parts of Minnesota with other groups doing what you're doing? Yep. I couldn't tell you the number of grant recipients, but there's several other grant recipients throughout the state, Um, RTCC grant recipients from MnDOT. Yeah. So say people cannot attend uh, these meetings and they have some input they want to contribute. What can our listeners do if they can't make those meetings? So we actually have a website set up. Um, It's hosted through MCOTA. Um, and we can find that on our website, uh, www.region5.org. Okay. That's our website, and we'll have links to that put up. Okay. Um, but there's a dedicated website for RTCCs, and not only just ours, but those other ones you referenced uh, throughout the state. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. again, Region 5's website, okay. uh, www.region5.org. Okay. And we'll have five links. spelled out. Yeah, the word five, <laughs> region, and then five. F I V E, all right. Okay. <laughs> Region5.org. Well, we encourage people to go there. And will you also kind of keep people abreast of what's happening uh, as this process continues on that website as well? Yeah, absolutely. That's the purpose. We'll have the meeting minutes, um, kind of any any meeting outcomes, and then I think even the public input they yeah. would receive. Yeah, those will all be put on there. Great. Yeah. And then, again, links on our website, and we also have it on fa- uh, Region 5's Facebook as well. Facebook, too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Any huge surprises from any of these meetings so far that are, or things you've found out that really surprised you about uh, transportation in rural Minnesota? I would say my biggest surprise is the struggles that people go through and uh, the fact that pe- – I'll touch on Cass County again, but it's just crazy how the vast amount of distances they'll drive just to get someone to a uh, doctor's appointment or something like that. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I mean, there's we've heard people hitchhiking in the middle of the winter and walking along roads when it's, it's definitely not safe. So right. it's definitely a safety hazard, too, that plays into it. So This yeah. can't happen. No. Yeah. Well, and I'll right. add to that, too. I think, you know, Cass County has some unique challenges just given the size of its geography. Absolutely. Right. You know, from right. Pillager all the way up to Cass Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, a lot of distance to, to cover for one transit agency. Yeah. Um, but... I guess one surprise that I've had is just the amount uh, and the number of really cool programs. Like, I wasn't aware of the volunteer program that goes on in Cass County, Mm -hmm. the number of miles that those volunteers put on, as Matt mentioned. Um, And then just what's available for veterans through the county VSOs um, and then some things for seniors. There's a lot of good things going on, Mm -hmm. but that's what we're hoping to take with this regional transportation coordinating council, just to coordinate them all together. Yeah, make them work together. Help fill even more gaps. Absolutely, on a regional basis. Sure. Yeah. Well, very good. Cool. Gentlemen, thank you for being here today to talk about this today. I think uh, transportation is a very important uh, issue, especially in rural Minnesota, and Mm -hmm. we appreciate what you're doing. Thanks for being here to keep us up to speed. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. From the Region 5 Development Commission, Tad Erickson is a regional development planner. Matt Calrus, also a regional planner. And we'll wait to see what happens. Again, if you'd like to kind of follow, region5.org is the website to go to. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. And don't forget, Community Focus is available anytime on our website at 1067wjjy.com.